Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 188, episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Chuggy, 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 Brandon everywhere. Chuggy, 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 Brandon everywhere. Brandon everywhere. Brandon everywhere. Mountain Dew might be chuggy. Drink it forever. Goes down so smoothly. That is courtesy of Christian Gucci Mane. And I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Yes, it's your local conspiracy theorist and founder of the Wash Conspiracy Chuganon. It's Miles Gray. Hey. And uh, I just had to come up with that one off the rip because low-key, I kind of wouldn't do the Miss New Booty one, too. But it is what it is. <laughs> Shout out to my brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are thrilled, Miles, to be joined mm-hmm. in our third seat by one of the funniest stand-up comedians in the world. Mm-hmm. She's appeared on Last Call and At Midnight, uh, mm-hmm. where she won the internet twice. You saw her on Flap House. I'm sorry, but I won the internet six and or seven times. I know, but I didn't want to. I wanted to let you correct me. <laughs> How dare you? No, you didn't. You're a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Fuck that up. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is? It's a happily married man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the sign of a that. man who goes. You know what, babe? Yes, you're right. Totally. I'm wrong once again. My bad. I'm yeah. Uh, Flophouse. <laughs> Her Twitter account was named one of the 75 best Twitter accounts by Pace. Please welcome the absolutely hilarious Marcella Arguello. Yes. Hello. Hey, Hi. Hey. Sorry for being outdated. What is the show even about anymore? Just talking, just getting people's stats wrong. So you won six or seven times. <laughs> One of the funniest things about Jack is like how, like his whole—he's just so muted, and like the vibe is just like real chill. And then when he is doing that introduction, he goes for it, and it really gives me <laughs> some insight into what's happening in the bedroom with his wife. So <laughs> that's right. I'm just into it, you know. I like yeah. it. I, like, I love to you admire can find it. Another gear out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get you can't you can't run and Miles is like the same at all times, which is really. I yeah, wonder boring. what you're like with your parents. You know, what are you like with, with your parents? parents? Yeah. Oh, I know. The, I just annoy the fuck out of them. I was gonna say, are you an only child? Yeah. Oh, okay. That explains it. All right. Uh, End of conversation. Right, right, I'm not right, interested right. anymore. There we go. Miles turns it on for his like friends parents i've seen him like run into one of his friends parents in like a sandwich shop and it's just like shout out darlene yep darlene we caught a two percent i'm like oh because you know sometimes it's weird when you see people out in public and most of the time you see people you don't want to fucking see in public but sometimes you see like your like your homie from high school's like mom you're like oh my god darlene what the fuck, bitch? Bring it in. <laughs> You're not talking yeah. to Darlene like that, are you? No, no. I said, no. hi, Darlene. Okay. How are you? Are no, you okay, good? there it is. Okay. Oh, you yeah, come here, yeah. too? You work around here? Hopefully, I run into you again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that sound? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold back the laughter. <laughs> I thought there Miles was some animal so... No, that's me going... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I do animal impressions. Wow. Damn, yeah. We got to add that to the intro. Also, fantastic animal impressions. Oh shit! Damn, that is really something. So what was that? This re- this replaces Mariah as no, it and doesn't. Beyonce. No, uh, as, no <laughs> how dare never. you? You need to apologize never, to never, them. Never. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Time, yeah, yeah. That's what I. This is a lifetime of being terrified of conflict uh, so to a funny. pathological degree. Yeah. Do you ever go through an emo phase, like a gothic phase, Jack? No, not really. I went through like a just. I think you grew up in the Midwest too much for you to get emo. No, there's plenty, plenty of emo. I wore cross colors and like Carl Kanai in a town that was like the whitest town in the Mm. world. And that was kind of my emo phase. That was like everybody was mad at me, like including my teachers for doing that. (laughs) So you didn't get dark. You got black. (laughs) That's right. He went another direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Marcella, what's new? We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Why are you asking me that? Nothing is new. There's nothing to update. I got 
trying to set up these hookups with these dudes and it's just not working out and I'm very annoyed, you know? Like, I'm just coming to people's towns and I'm trying to, you know, make something happen and it's not, come, you know, mm. I'm just upset. Mm. Just yeah. upset. Is it, does it feel like the energy's different out there with the everyone being vaccinated or it's just kind of the same, same well, shit, different story? Well, I mean, I'm just trying to not hook up with strangers because, I mean, first of all, men lie. So, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, right. I can't trust some stranger to be like, yo, I'm vaccinated. Yo, I haven't been <laughs> oh, in contact right, right. with anyone. Do, do, do. You know, it's like, that's out the window. So I'm like trying to hook up with people I like pretty much have known or like really like, you know, kind of trust in some way. And it's just not panning out. And I'm like, really like, what is even out there? What are the options? You know? Right. I'm just saying, guys, you guys are lucky to be in a whatever you, you want to call how it. Do you, but how do you like triangulate like the people, you know, you feel like you have enough uh, like mutual friends or whatever to be like, okay, I think I can kind of understand or gauge how honest this person is. I mean, if I've known them for years, I have to know, I have to know them for years oh, okay. to, gotcha, to be gotcha. like, I, this can be a fine one night stand, you know, cause I've had, I've hooked up with homies and it's fine. And then right. I've hooked up with homies and it's not fine. And there right. is no, there's no kind of navigating that, but you know, it's also at a certain point, especially now through the pandemic, it's like, People are definitely approaching everything a little differently, you know, and everybody's just like, yeah, sex. You, okay. Yeah. Let's just do this. I don't even want, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, sex? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, sex let's for just sure. Have sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free, for sure. For, for, yeah. yeah. Not I mean, but anything. that's the other problem is that, you know, some people, have, they lie. They're like, no, I don't. I just want to do this. And then it's like, no, you don't. They're like, and I've loved you uh, since the first time I saw you. And I then they <laughs> 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 just and wanted then, you to rip me apart. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want that. I'm telling you right now. You, oh, you no, they fellas can't that are mouth? too sensitive. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> fellas are too sensitive. All right, we are gonna get to know you a little bit better you in like a how moment. Jack switched it up when I said men are too sensitive. He was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, let's well, not me." Here. <laughs> I, I have such a thick skin that I'm just gonna move right on from that <laughs> and into the stories that we're talking about today. Talk that about have some nothing soft to do people. with sensitive men. <laughs> Q, where where did Q go? What mm. happened? Hey, what happened? It what seems happened? like you go? right around when everybody figured out who Q was and he's got a real boring name and is just like a mod that that like he just disappeared. So they must have gotten that one wrong. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. We will revisit the sentiment of fuck the Koch brothers because they apparently have a hand in uh, Joe Manchin's quote unquote reasoning. We'll talk about that ProPublica report uh, that reveals how little the ultra-wealthy pay in taxes, mm. uh, a Blair Witch escape room. But first, before we get to any of that, uh, Marcella, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? I Googled the word fermentation because I was texting my friend uh, because she is pregnant. So I was like, congrats on your fermented semen. And then <laughs> before I hit send, I was like, is that even the proper? And I started Googling for a minute. And I was just like, wait, this isn't Twitter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> like, this, it made me realize how like I'm traumatized from Twitter. Like, because oh I, I think I've talked about this before on here. It's like I do try to consider all the uh, reactions that people are going to say to me what, with, you know, whatever I tweet. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, wait, this is my friend. You know, she, this is just me being funny. It doesn't right. matter. I don't need it to be accurate. And uh, I was just like, so when I was like looking at my Google search, it just fermentation was right there. And I was like, oh, this is really fucking funny that I actually <laughs> gave so much of a shit. But I'm, tra I'm traumatized by Twitter. Yeah. There's something like I said, uh, I said that my AKA yesterday uh, runaway train was by skid row instead of soul asylum two mm -hmm. different Jesus. bands with like long blonde haired lead singers and just had my mentions blown up and it's just it feels like you're being assaulted or like you know people are just like coming at you because like eight different people are saying the same thing so yeah. it feels like but it i mean they're right <laughs> like i <laughs> my net my natural instinct was to be like god damn it everybody leave me alone but right. like it's just such an unpleasant experience but yeah no they're right i i definitely got that wrong and my bad my bad y'all yeah but that's i would say that's different though than what i'm what bothers me because it's like if i just say the wrong like literally the wrong reference or the wrong you know like it's not a kanye song it's a jay-z song like i'm right. like oh yeah that's that's a matter of fact Right. But in comedy, it's like shit does not need to be a matter of fact. Right. It's like it's just meant to be funny. And I think that 
I, I have to keep reminding myself, especially that now that I'm getting back into performing, it's like, it's not about it being fucking perfect. It's about it being fucking right. funny. And I right. think that's the that's the fucked up thing about some of these audiences and some of these people on Twitter. It's like, okay, but is it funny? And if it's not funny, why do you not find it funny? Is it because it doesn't like resonate with you? It doesn't apply to you? That's one that's different, you know? But your stand-up whatever. set doesn't have a fact-checking department? <laughs> you haven't hired a fact-checking department? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're called hecklers, and they're fucking yeah, shit-faced, right. and they're usually and they're wrong like, yeah, get anyways. Get the fuck out. Yeah, get him yeah. out. Get him out. Yeah, he's drunk. No, get no, I don't kick him out. I, I yeah, fucking crash him until they right? shut the fuck up, and then every now and again we kick somebody out. I remember at a at fucking Chatterbox, Steve Hernandez has his fucking fun, well, he used to have a what, fun show. In West show. Covina? Yes, in West Covina. Yeah. And a guy was, like, on the phone in the front, like on the phone. And at first I was like, what the give fuck? him a chance because I'm not a complete dick. And I'm like, OK, you can wrap that up. You need, you can't be on the phone. Right. And he just kept chatting on the phone and like 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 a show wasn't happening. It was bonkers. I got the whole room to boo at him. And then he like Steve walked him out as he was being booed. It was hilarious. <laughs> but, and that's awesome. what I miss about live performances. But it was that thing of like, what the hell? Why are you on? like also just step outside? It's a bar. Like, yeah. Why and would you want to be really- on the phone? You know, when there's a show and there's loud and there's like... Especially for someone to be in front at the chatterbox. It's not like so so big where you're like, okay, I get it's a gigantic room. And you're like, motherfucker, I'm three, I'm I can see you. Yeah, I can see your face. He clearly hadn't, uh, didn't know who he was trying to pull that shit. Oh, Jack, are you flattering me? (laughs) That was my No, I mean, unless, unless, unless you want that. Unless you don't want me to, in which case (laughs) I'll shut up. I should just shut the fuck up. Unless fuck that, actually. (laughs) I just posted a quote on, on, uh, I forgot I did this interview with Vulture and I said like, I fucking hate compliments because I do. Because it's like, if I'm feeling bad about myself, you can't make me not feel bad. Like, I just feel right. bad. I'm going to sit in it. It's fine. I'm going to process these feelings. But if I'm feeling good, you can't make me feel gooder. You're not going to make me feel prettier, Jack. I feel <laughs> right. pretty as is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She woke up okay. like this. Okay. It's a matter okay. of fact, though, that our listeners should know that you are probably the, meanest the wrong bitch comedian to, to heckle. <laughs> I, I think that's a matter yeah. of fact. Fuck around and find out. At one of her shows. Yeah, fuck around and find out. Come out, come see me in Sacramento and New York this summer, y'all. Fuck around and find out. Have you uh, done any live shows? I've done a couple. I did. Um, I did a little string of shows in Colorado, and that was um, that was really fun. You know, I will say that these audiences are really generous with their laughter right now. I'm telling every mm. comic that's nervous is like, dude, take advantage. These people do not give a shit what you're talking about right now. Like they <laughs> like, are I need to dance and they laugh. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can just be like. I mean, you can say the dumbest shit and they're so into it. Like, it, right. it's it's re- it's really fun. It's really nice. It's also just like, yeah, this is the energy that everybody should always have at comedy shows. Like, yeah, just fucking right. relax. We're there to have fun. Like, life is good even when it's bad. Like, we're having a moment to ourselves. Like, I am kind of glad people kind of mentally reset, you know, and, and are taking shit for granted. Because that's really what I hope a lot of people learn this year. But it's been the few shows I've done have been really, really fun. It reminds me of when I would I entertained the troops back in 2013 in, in um, Japan. And they were like oh, the cool. most gracious audience, generous with their laughter. But even when you bombed, they were so sweet afterwards. Like because I bombed, oh. <laughs> I bombed half of my shows. I killed the other half. Mm-hmm. But it was really funny that even after I usually when you bomb at a show afterwards, when you're like standing out there, if you have the nerve to stand out there people will ignore you um, if you right. bomb. But what I love about our troops is that even if I bomb, they still came over, shook my hand, and said, thank you for coming out here and performing for us. We really appreciated it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> and they're like, That's why has so this guy cool. got the bomb disposal suit on? That's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a photo. <laughs> uh, I forget why I don't like to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you think is overrated? You know what? Like once again, I uh, did not want to participate, and so I asked Twitter, and there are some really interesting answers. And here's what I would want to say, and I don't, because you know, I only hear myself talk. I don't listen to those podcasts on a regular basis, so mm. I don't know what your guests are saying for overrated and underrated. But my question to you guys, and maybe it's just a comment I want to say, is: Do people confuse overrated for just some shit they don't like? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 For I sure. think that's the that's like the quickest way someone will engage with like that question for sure. Is just mm. to think of like, I don't like it, or because other people like it, it's overrated. 
Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I, and I just don't, I don't think that's the assignment, right? I think that's why I have such a hard time with it. I'm like, oh, people are taking the easy way out. I didn't know that. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like to think about these gen- things, which is why I usually don't want to do them because I'm like, this is too much work. Yeah. I mean, we stopped doing the myths because of you. I know. I mean, that one, well, that one was dumb. <laughs> that one was stupid. That one was dumb. <laughs> and it was just, it was only Guy Montgomery who was just coming, coming heavy with those ones. Shout out to Guy. So other people's overrateds are your overrated. Other people. Well, I just hear. Well, I guess I, I'm like shocked because a lot of white dudes were like Beyonce. And I was like, and I was just like, OK, just because something isn't for you doesn't mean it's overrated. You know, somebody right. told me outcast, which I found really what? offensive. I'm like, you're a white dude Shut from the suburbs. Like, of course you don't like outcast. That's fine if you don't like them. but They're not overrated just because you don't understand it. It was really interesting, and I wonder yeah. what your guy, how, what your guys is. This is my question to you: is what's been your experience? Like, what's the most offensive, overrated you guys have heard on this podcast? I mean, offensive. Like you were really like you that... like you lost respect about of the person. Huh. Oh, we just we just we we just don't air those episodes. And oh damn! <laughs> they don't get asked I mean? back. Right. Huh? Yeah, they get they just get stuffed in the back. No, I don't know. I mean, it's all everyone's just kind of it's always opinion. So I you know I never really take it personally because people usually articulate the thing first. They'll be like weed, and I'll be like, what the fuck? And they'll be like, because I'm this and I grew up right, like but this. That's and I'm not like, overrated. Right. Yeah. Right, well, right. See, I like this debate. Yeah. Like so, is there something just in general in your lifetime that you felt was overrated? For you personally, I mean, there have been things. I mean, I've I have thought about them in in when I've done this podcast before, and yeah. I've I mean, I think we've had some interesting conversations, and some people brought up some interesting points. But again, even when I, I remember because I did like the phone call one, and mm-hmm. there were people that were like, "I can't yada yada for whatever reasons because of this or that and the other because of mental health reasons or whatever," which is like that doesn't mean that it's overrated to you that means that it doesn't function for you as an individual human being right anyways so i'm and i was really i remember that one specifically just being like i literally hate how many people shit on talking on the phone when it's like such an easy way to connect with human beings you know right right, right. people um, shit on talk, that's that no 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 they got it backwards mm. you got you want to talk on the phone yeah well that's what i'm saying is that's the difference between considering something's underrated overrated and just like it literally Okay, how about I how about I posit one to you? Here's something that is very highly liked right now in popular culture: the Olivia Rodrigo album. Oh, I enjoyed it. Okay, so that's I had probably a really, rated. I had a, I had a good. I had a good viral tweet. I said, "Of course, I love that Olivia Rodrigo album because dudes ain't shit at seventeen and forty-seven. And <laughs> the bitches related, the young bitches, the old bitches. I even got some older women to listen to the album." because of that tweet and they were just like yeah this is like this is on the money because it's like it's not overrated it really like she really captures those like broken-hearted feelings especially you have as a young woman and sometimes when you had another heartbreak after another heartbreak after another heartbreak you're like this is the same old shit like right dude my friend Lydia Popovich I, the last time I, I called her up because I was like really heartbroken about some situation I was, I was just well was ending she was like, Marcel, you have the worst luck with guys. And I was really glad she said that because it made me be like, yeah, OK, so it's not just me. Like, so it's luck. It was really shitty, but it made me just kind of it kind of gave me some sense of comfort knowing that, like, I'm really having a, I really am having the hard time that I, I like I'm not exaggerating it. Well, right, right. But listening to like a teenage girl, it's like, damn, you know what it made me think, though? I'm, it definitely made me be like. Parents should not be letting their teenagers date. If they can control it, they should not allow it. It's so fucking awful and such a huge distraction. And it should wait. Because I didn't date till I got a little older. And I'm really the, glad I didn't. That song, Driver's License, has like really driven home, first of all, like how young those, those people are. Right. Yeah, for and sure. And like, yeah, it just made me feel old as fuck being like, wait, they're like dating and saying they're in love with someone before they even get their driver's license. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's just bad also, parenting. They shouldn't get their <laughs> driver's license that young either. But yeah, I was like, oh, I'm in love with her because she'll let me drive her brother's truck and I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And that's like, that was my basis for love at a young age. Which is what I'm oh, saying. Man. Dudes ain't shit at 17 yeah. and 47. Hey, cause... but yo, I, I got her a sick ass Von Dutch hat. Bro, uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> so don't tell me that ain't love. <laughs> I just like knowing Miles has always liked white girls. 
That's fine. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing with that, that sound. Oh, no. You should say, oh, man. I got the full uh, spectrum. Keep it down over there. <laughs> no, I'm going to say some wild shit, aren't you? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I was saying, no, I've, I've, I've dated a, a plethora of, of many. You don't have a type? Is that what you're saying? For a while, Ooh. my type was dancers. Wow, Miles and I was just Because growing up weird in, like, in North Hollywood, <laughs> the Millennium Dance Complex is there where all the backup, like all the choreography for music. So I was around dancers mm. and shit, and that sort of became my vibe for a little bit. That's interesting. Okay, well, then that's a good one. Overrated is people having like specific preferences. Like, yeah. I, I think that that's really disgusting because it can be, you know, very racist or, yeah. um, or whatever fucking body uh discrimination and um and i don't have a type and people are always a shock because i think people because i do talk about black guys a lot because black guys like me that's what i'll say black guys approach me black guys like me black guys are like they don't they don't mind that my type of personality Mm. and uh so like they will gravitate towards them but i do not have a type i've liked every type of guy um i'm not i don't discriminate i love a fat dude i like a skinny dude i like a short dude i like a tall dude What's the most important thing that, like, they can, A, keep up with, like, not getting, per- like, taking the shit you say personally and understanding your sense of humor? Or, yeah. Like, the, or, or that they have empathy? Like, what's the first thing that you look for? I mean, the first, I don't know. I don't know that there's a first thing I look for. I mean, yeah, you got to definitely have a sense of humor. But, I mean, I I, I don't know. I like a good, a good, a good laugher, a generous laugher. But that's because mm-hmm. I'm a comedian. But because, right. like, dudes, I think... Something I noticed that because it happened in the household, my brother, he would always be like, who who said that? If I said something funny, who said that? He would say, who where is that from? What movie is that from? <laughs> and that so was one of those things. Where it's fucked up, but it's like it's how That's he really such a brother thing. Though. Well, it is. But he really like he says it to my mom, too, sometimes when she says something funny. And I, it's been like the thing that I really notice in guys where it's like, wow, you're such a sexist and you don't even realize like how deep it is. Right. And I'm like, I really just, if a guy can laugh, like, that's why I love doing this podcast. I'll give you one compliment. You guys do laugh when I do say something funny. And that is actually very hard to find in more than one man at a single time. But that's also why you guys are friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. We like to so. laugh. I mean, yeah. What the fuck are you going to do? Not laugh? I mean, that's. But yeah. they don't. Our job's easy that, like, we get to talk with funny people. They're funny. And I like to laugh. So it's, it all I know. But out. what I'm saying is, like, that's, it's such a simple thing. Yeah. And yet many men, shout out to the patriarchy, they really can't like wrap their heads around it. And it's really frustrating. And and it's also like, I don't understand why so many guys like they really don't think I don't think I'm like some drop dead beautiful woman. There's like really, really like a, like the the um traditional beauty aesthetic that those women are now like becoming known comedians and they're becoming kind of popular and like the fact that guys like have such a hard time seeing a woman with like a nice face and a good body like be funny. I'm like, yeah, dude, I know plenty of those types of girls. They don't do some of them don't do comedy and some of them do. I'm just like, how have you not ever seen this before? How is it so hard for you to believe? But the reality is it's that they just don't find women funny. That's what it boils down to. Wow, this yeah, got sure. really deep really fast. Right. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We'll charge you for the session now. <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? I don't know, Jack. Oh my it. god! Okay. Wait, but okay, I'll read no, some fine. of the. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll read some of the reactions. What's your favorite one? My favorite one. What was my favorite one? There was a few on here that I. Well, someone actually, this might be my favorite one. Someone said overrated Saturday, underrated Tuesday. I was like, you know what? That's actually very interesting. Let's explore that huh. Tuesday. Underrated. Yeah, it is. It's a good day to go out. There's usually a happy hour situation. Oh, oh in know? that sense. Wow. There's usually no cover to get into wherever you're going. There's usually a really good DJ spinning wherever you're, or music is playing that is really good. And uh, I, I agree. I think Tuesday. And I, I just say that as like someone who has to be out at night for a living. Right. Uh, it's like Tuesday is can be a fun night because if the you real want, heads know. Well, because it's not even that. It's that if you're out on a Tuesday, you want to be out. Right. If you're right. out on a oh, right. Saturday, you like, you might have gotten talked into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was you like know? a social Point. responsibility, right? Yeah. Right. So I will yeah. say that might have been my my favorite of all the ones that I saw, but there were some really hurt, weird ones. I think and you know, the problem with being a comedian, especially with the dudes, they think they need to be funny to right. to say something to me. And what was 
I found really wild. You know, you can learn a lot about a person by these types of choices. One guy said overrated Michael Jackson, underrated Janet Jackson. I was like, oh, you just don't have black friends. Like, Janet Jackson is not <laughs> underrated at all. Like, anybody, you know what I mean? Well, like, no, no yeah, one, yeah. No one like, thinks oh, she's underrated. You, you didn't see Rhythm Nation. Okay. Well, and okay. it's not, I don't even think it's that. I think that they, because it's a white person, I'm like, they probably, the people around them don't like Janet Jackson. It's like, right. yeah, boo, the people that you surround yourself with are racist. Like, Jan everyone right. I am friends with is, they, they love Janet Jackson. I don't right. know anybody who doesn't think she's fucking great. Even if they don't like her music, they don't. Right. She's, she's underrated. Overrated. I mean, that's that Super Bowl halftime show was such a mistake. What was she thinking? You're like, what Nobody thinks fuck? that. Overrated the Dave Matthews Band and Kenny Loggins. Underrated wow. Janet Jackson and Outcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> tell me you're white without yeah. telling me you're white. Yeah. Exactly. Tell me, yeah. Tell me you're wearing two polo shirts layered right yes. now. I, I will say. <laughs> One of the funniest ones that I don't even think this dude realized uh, what he was saying. He said underrated chocolate milk, overrated butt stuff. And I was like, one certainly explains the other. You <laughs> right. can't, <laughs> right. you know, like how much chocolate <laughs> milk? Of course, you think butt stuff is overrated if you're fucking chugging chocolate milk. Uh, yeah, that's, right. a, that's a mess, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that poor woman. <laughs> Over and vital a bidet. You're like, okay, what? Oh, is wow, <laughs> wow. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk some news. And we are back. So this is something that I feel like I wasn't fully aware of that the Q drops had stopped like Q has dropped off the face Dried of the up. Internet for mm -hmm. the most part, because I always thought that like the origins of Q drops were like kind of hard to verify like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it was hard to like be like, no, this is definitely actually Q. But I think that they did know when you got an authentic cue and they're not getting any authentic cues mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. Which is just really sad, I think, is what yeah. is why we're talking about this. Everyone story. thought, you know, they 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 presume it's Jim Watkins who End of was an the era, owner Doug. of eight coon, which was formerly eight chan and all this other shit. So yeah, right now, because he's not there, it's created like a power vacuum for mm -hmm. just a bunch of lion ass hucksters to try and like claim the throne of like the Q leadership. And it's like everybody. So there's first Sidney Powell, who you remember, she was like the Kraken lawyer from, you know, right after the election, who was, you know, getting sued by Dominion voting systems and all those other people. She's like gone a direction where she's like actually like going against a lot of the accepted beliefs of QAnon, where she just said, yo, there is no military tribunal. I know you were promised demon pedophile Democrats going to Guantanamo Bay with these <laughs> military tribunals. She's like it ain't happening. She's like. The fucking plan, the trust the plan shit ain't no fucking plan. There is right. no plan, y'all. Like, we got to figure some shit out on our own. Although she did say, but don't worry, Donald Trump, good high chance that he will be back in office. Unfortunately, because Joe Biden was in office for these first couple months, that doesn't mean he can extend his second term. That was like <laughs> the one weird thing she gave the audience. And they're like, they were like, uh -huh. okay, great. And they're like, that makes sense. Right. Right. No, <laughs> just come up with like one little like yeah. thing that's different. <laughs> they're like, yeah. They're like, oh, well, I mean, she said he can't do it for four I mean, years. We don't have so, outlandish I mean... beliefs. I mean, obviously, yes. When his term ends, then President Trump can go in there. Yeah, so, I mean, she she strikes me as like that mom that has been supporting her loser son in the basement. She's like, right. okay, honey, it's time to come upstairs and get a shower. Look, 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 you can have your whatever the fuck. And she's just like yeah. trying to reason with him. And he's like, okay, mom. It just seems thought, like yeah. this whole like falling apart shit and everyone like trying to grasp, grab for power feels like literally January 6th, but online. Yeah. That's what this feels like. No, it's right. true. And they're trying to do everything, right? They're like, there's, it's not just. Some people are trying to make this shit more of like a grassroots political movement because they're like, yo, we can't really keep going full steam on this conspiracy theory shit because it'll flame the fuck out. But like there is a way to maybe funnel this energy in a way for someone else's nefarious plans. So there are other things going on. So Telegram has just become like where everybody gathers to exchange like all their information, whether it's financial promises, 
quote, claiming, for example, that QAnon believers will become wealthy if they buy a specific cryptocurrency or near valueless currency like the Iraqi dinar. Others have claimed that the world economy will soon be radically restructured in a, quote, global financial reset that will abolish debts, meaning QAnon believers should feel free to take on huge debts and not worry about paying them back. Wow. Like, whoa. But why bother? If the money's all going to be wiped out, why bother doing that? Oh, I guess like you're... They're saying, yo, buy my shit. Buy my shit. Doesn't matter. Right, right. Let's go all in on this because there's going to be a global reset and then we'll just wait till they come and just take your fucking geostorm from you. It's going to be... I mean, it's all transparent. Just look at like what they get out of it, like what they benefit. So, I mean, with the people who are selling shit, that's very obvious. They get Mm -hmm. your money. But like with Sydney Powell, it's like she's saying that there's not like some made-up legal entity that's going to, like, just clear the table for them. So her, as a lawyer uh, who actually believes in this shit, like, she becomes more powerful because she knows how to, like... Yeah, although it turned out she may have completely fucked up her defense because, you know, she's being sued by Dominion Voting Systems because she said the the election was rigged and the machines are all, like, you know, scammed and shit. And they're like, yo, this is worth taking your ass to court. At this QAnon convention, she spoke at the same place where she said there is no plan. There is no military tribunals. She first her whole defense was these were just her opinions about what was happening with these voting mm. machines. But her dumb ass said out loud, she was like, well, the thing is, uh, this is true. And we got the evidence to prove it. Uh, and every legal expert was like slapping their foreheads like in <laughs> celebration. Be like, oh, you you may have completely fucked yeah. up your defense by saying this Damn shit bitch. out loud. So, you know, it suffice to say. It's very chaotic. Michael Flynn, General Flynn, he they, they say like he's probably the closest to having like the most authentic Q power because like a lot of things intersected with what, what he was doing. And he even took a Q oath last summer, like in Damn. front of his family. Shit was so fucking sad. And he's even out here saying things like, no, like in the there isn't like the military isn't running things secretly for Donald Trump. Like that's not what's going on. He's like, but we do need to be like alert, you know, patriots because all this other shit. But the the real thing that is really, I think, probably, I think where we're going to see a lot of this energy go is that, like, whatever they consider the more respectable Q leaders, whatever the yeah, fuck that means, the like, the ones who just don't want to go all in on, like, the, you know, like, anti-Semitic, like, tropes and, like, other kinds of nasty conspiracy shit, they're more trying to be, out like... Out loud. No, no, not out loud. Just through, right. uh, just through very blatant racist iconography and things right. like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Over text. They, they're the ones saying, like, that local politics is the way for everybody to put this energy and essentially creating like an army of drones that I mean, are in office. I hate that can to say, do, but that's do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Yeah. That and this is, is what they're saying. Absolutely smart. At this Q conference quote, they urged audience members to build up local QAnon organizations and take precinct seats in local Republican groups. Far from the vision of a world reborn through violence that sparked QAnon, one that's likely more achievable for the QAnon movement. In the spirit of QAnon new localism, one promoter urged Q fans to get involved with their local school boards, a battlefield where QAnon has already seen some early success. This organizer said, quote, go to your local school board meetings, get on the school board. That's so disgusting. It's also like wild to be like, they they were, you know, the whole pizza pedophile shit. And it's just like, you guys are now just going to be the pedophiles. Like, why are you doing, like, why are you right. getting involved with these school boards? Like, what, it's so disgusting. It's so weird. It's so disgusting. Ugh. I mean, yeah. all, all along with that, you got Matt Gates, who's all oh the God. reports coming out. Like, he's the one trafficking minors. Mm. But that has nothing. Okay, but that doesn't intersect with your, I, well, because it's not really about that anyway. You just needed some weird ideas yeah. to justify your your shitty worldview and i wasn't at a convention two weeks ago like supporting my political beliefs but these motherfuckers were that also scares me like oh. they're motivated. i mean they're involved they're motivated i'll give them that yeah. you gotta show a little respect because they're both here's a question for both of you guys what's the biggest scam you ever felt for because this is like it's wild that people fall for columbia shit. house okay that's <laughs> <laughs> like all this for a penny <laughs> say less that was a, that was a good one i was gonna say the food pyramid Oh, yeah, sure. that's a really good. That was one. a I, national like, scam that we all embraced. Fat free, sugary things. Mm-hmm. My whole, yeah, just uh, food. Food pyramids really good. Credit card debt is a good one. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean credit like that is not real? Well, it's not no, just because there'll be a great financial reset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's what I fell for. <laughs> all this free money right up yeah, front, man. man. I'm, I'm pulling up in a Lambo. 
Other biggest scam I've fallen for is men. Um, hey, <laughs> hey right. there what we go. We what are we doing? We're here? back. Well, let's talk about a couple of the good ones when it comes to men. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say QAnon the... members. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Koch brothers, they're the good guys. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, they're out here um, pressuring Joe Manchin. So CNBC just published a story about how they're just all over his ass uh, with lobbying, with like radio commercials and all over West Virginia, just really trying to, they're just focusing all their money and energy on getting him to oppose the filibuster and to oppose protecting voting rights. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's their standard playbook, but they're still out here, even though one of them died. Yeah. Well, because if this HR1 goes through the For the People Act, Man, it's, it's going to be hard as fuck to to pull a lot of the fuckery that they normally do to eke out these, you know, yeah. gerrymandered wins and shit and suppressed votes that they they count on to be able to balance the scales in favor of their platform. So, yeah, I mean, efficient for them. Just focus it on like two people. You don't have to do all this massive other mm-hmm. thing like, no, just get in this dude's head. Yeah. And he's, you know, uh, he's not very intelligent. So, I mean, they're not getting in his head. They're getting in his bank account when right. he talks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when you look at the wording of the lobbying and like, so they went to some, I think it's like the Americans for Prosperity is the name of the fucking group, the Mm Koch brothers group. And like, it literally sounds like his talking points from the statements that we were talking about yesterday, where he was explaining why he doesn't support abolishing filibuster and doesn't support the Voting Rights Act. It was like directly lifted. It was like they could have written them for him. Oh, shit. Well, I know there's definitely been like footage from those kinds of meetings where they're like saying they'll write shit for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, and even the legislation for voter suppression and things like that, because that's just how this network moves. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, especially when he said, like, if it's so good, how come no Republicans voted for it? (laughs) Like that only makes sense to a Republican. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) It's also just indicative that like the voting rights act is going to do more good than just like what it's in like specific you know specifically it's supposed to protect the rights of people to vote like all people to vote but it would also uh lessen the impact that like wealthy donors have which is why they're opposing it like it has all these other like benefits that that's why it's so and it's not so dangerous it's not even like the bill that like real like activists and people who are like looking at this shit want like it's like it's not even going that it's far it's down, like yo yeah. we're getting out all this dark money they're like you can you know it's it's there's still ways to fuck around yet they still are like oh no yeah. they're gonna register kids before their birthday to vote fuck rich powerful white dudes love to uh be like yeah but that's the first domino and once that first domino falls then the entire Asian continent falls or the entire uh, Republican Party falls. Right, so. right. It's just really fucked how, like, anybody, like, all the really good people in the world, like, we wish they would get politically involved. But, like, if you're a good person, you don't want to be politically involved with <laughs> any shit because you know how fucking fucked up and corrupt it is. And it's, but it's that mentality that we need in the system to actually work and fight against these types of people and that mentality. Yeah. But again, yeah. like if you have that in you to like, you know, not be corrupt, not be a lying piece of shit, not all that, you don't want to pursue that. And it's just really frustrating. It's just, it feels like it's never ending, you know? Yeah. And I think the easiest thing though, too, is like, I, I have friends who work in government and they're always saying like, you know, they're not elected. They work, they're right. in the bureaucracy. Right. They're like, what we need like we have plenty of people, woke people who want to run for office. Right. We don't have enough bureaucrats yeah. who are like, yo, I need a job and I'm I have a good head on my shoulders. Right. You should probably work at, in some form of a bureaucracy. Not to say that it's good, but at the yeah. very least, when you have these budgets, right, that come down, the it's the people that work in the bureaucracies that are figuring out how to spend it. The politicians will allocate the money, right. but then it's those people who are like, well, let's just fund the same tired ass departments and programs that don't fucking right, work right, because right, we just right. have decades old as shitty habits that aren't going to the right things. And because of that, you only have a couple people in these rooms being like, now nah, we need to actually fund more, you know, social workers to be able to be deployed to people having a mental health crisis rather than right. police or like maybe we can 
put a little bit more money into these other programs that we're seeing real benefits in, but they have to push back against like 60 and 70 year old people who've been there like, no, no, I know Bill. He'll do what's right with the money. They'll buy a bigger Hummer this year. And you're like, this is and that's where a lot of the tension happens. And you can see it in the district attorney's office in L.A. Like it's the bureaucracies, too, that play a huge role in, in being able to move progressively because there aren't enough people in those positions who are elastic mentally to yeah. be able to switch gears. And I think that's like, yeah, it's, you know, so, you know, check it out, you know, maybe, that's, maybe that's it's frustrating. I yeah. agree. It's frustrating. All right. There's a new ProPublica report I want to talk about real quick uh, that basically is illegal what they're doing. Uh, they're, ProPublica? Yeah. They're basically revealing these dudes tax individual tax information they're like we're not going to tell you where we got it but their <laughs> argument is that this has greater public value than like not doing it essentially sure. that like there's enough public value uh so it's not i mean it's not illegal like it's just when, when they interviewed uh bloomberg's people for instance they were like and we think this is uh indefensible to reveal the tax information about private individuals uh so they'll probably be sued over this but But it's worth it that's what i'm saying like if you actually if you want to actually do stuff that's for the greater good it gets you into trouble because the people in power are corrupt pieces of shit that of course don't want this shit revealed like that's exactly speaking to what i just said it's so frustrating it's this evil cycle so it's like Shout out to them for actually fucking doing this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell get us angry, Jack. What are yeah, they Jack. All right. All right. So, yeah, not to overcomplicate this because it's like evil as fuck. But basically what they did is they looked at not just income, which is like, you know, we know how income is taxed. They look at how much income you make in a given year and then they tax a certain portion of that. Well, the way rich people do it is they grow their wealth by having like stock holdings uh, that go up in value and, you know, they become they make a hundred billion dollars in value in a year, but they don't actually sell that stock. So they don't have to pay taxes on that. Um, and so just to put that into perspective, uh, between 2006 and 2018, uh, Jeff Bezos's wealth shot up by one hundred and twenty billion dollars. And again, we like our brain can't even process what 120 billion dollars means but mm-hmm. it's just a an unimaginable amount of wealth that could solve world hunger like 10 times over uh meanwhile typical americans his age paid more in taxes than they saw in wealth growth that is for every 100 dollars of wealth growth over that period a typical american paid 160 dollars in taxes uh, bezos paid one dollar so we're paying the average American is paying more in taxes than their wealth is growing over a period of time because the way that most of us make our money and grow our wealth is through our income. But because the extremely wealthy, like Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett and Mike Bloomberg, like are all just foregoing an income, uh, basically, but still making billions and billions and billions of dollars through growing their stock holdings they are able to pay less than we are and so you know think about if you only had to pay one dollar on every hundred dollars that you made don't even say that shit don't even (laughs) say that shit it's so funny because everyone's first fucking brutal lesson with this fucked up system that we have is when you get that first fucking job and as when you're whatever age you are, you're a teenager, whatever, and you're like, fuck, yeah, I'll make X an hour times everything I did. Oh, shit, I'm getting like 200 bucks in this check. And then you get it and you're like, what the fuck is all this other shit they just took out of here? I yeah. thought I made this money. And then even to know that these people are like living the fantasy version at least mm-hmm. we were as kids where it's like, OK, yeah, maybe like a dollar comes out. Like I could fuck with that. Right. Not 26 percent or whatever the fuck it all ends up being. Oh, it's fucking infuriating. And all also leads me again that we have to start bullying these motherfuckers. Yes. Thank you. That, so that's what we were talking about yesterday is just we need to make Jeff Bezos the most hated person on earth and then make sure he knows that because yeah. I mean, he, he, clearly... looked, he looked good on that Megan the Stallion cover yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly wants to be liked because he's doing this like going he's 
risking his life to be liked to yeah. go to space. Like he is clearly desperate for public approval. I mean, even the way he dresses, you can tell he's desperate to be liked. What a loser. Yeah. And he's been yeah. like, like, like lifting weights and eating almonds for the past like 15 years to try and get ripped, which is like nobody wants to see that, man. But like that's I think it hit, it eats him up inside that people like Elon Musk, even though I right. don't think they should. But I think he really is like, fuck, man, I'm cooler than Elon Musk. <laughs> like, let's do a video. Where I'm wearing a cowboy hat and drinking a beer with my brother. I barely <laughs> talk to. That's what I love about this report is that so rich people have been taking advantage of America's sort of, you know, being just incredibly horny for individualism, like and wanting to like lionize anybody who becomes a public celebrity. So they make themselves public celebrities. Elon Musk hosts SNL. Bill Gates gets to like lecture on anything he wants to give a speech on and like yeah. assume to be an expert. Warren Buffett gets like a flattering documentary on HBO and ProPublica is basically using the fact that they have created these public profiles for themselves and being like, that is going to make sense to people. That's mm -hmm. the one way to make the theft that wealthy people are getting away with make sense to people is by using those public profiles and being like, okay, this is how much this individual motherfucker like is stealing from you, right. basically, while you pay more in taxes than you actually make. Right. So in a way, you, sh you should be able to pull up to one of these people and be like, where is my Lamborghini? Mm. Yeah. Because you that's at minimum, that's what we're looking at uh, that you've siphoned out from me. So let me get that. And I'll be God. Damn, that's why I wish again, there was just places where you could run into these billionaires <laughs> and have all their goon like IDF former security guards like haranguing you or trying to keep you away where you can really get in Jeff Bezos face. Like, you ain't shit. And everybody mm. knows you a fucking fraud. I mean, shout out to that dude who slapped that French bread. Macron? <laughs> like, God, we 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 wish. We all wish we could yeah. do that shit. I mean, God knows how he's going to be punished, but, like, damn, like, that's the shit we do wish we could yeah, do. Yeah, like, straight in my veins. You're like, yo, you smacked your, you, look, you wanted to smack the shit out your leader, and you did. That must have felt fucking good. It must have felt <laughs> real good. I'm just thinking about, because these numbers are crazy. They pay a dollar for every hundred or whatever the fuck. Right. And yeah. it, it reminds me, I because I keep thinking about how miles to what you you were saying, like when you were a teen. But when I was six, my we, like we on Halloween. Halloween was a day I learned to hate the government. Was my dad would like have I told this story before? I don't know, but like my dad at the end of trick or treating, we had all our candy out, and he would walk through because we would be trading our candies. He'd be like, the "Tax man's here. I'm here to take ten percent." <laughs> Wow. That is all the numbers I know. That's right, all right. The That's huge. <laughs> and he would, he would take, and he wouldn't just take some of like the like the gross circus peanut candies. He would take like the some Snickers and yeah, I mean, yeah, he fuck? would. Oh, but fuck. he was like, you got to learn about Uncle Sam. You got to learn about how the government works. And I was like, I fucking hate the government when I was six years old because my dad taught us <laughs> about taxes, and it really like it's just it's wild now that I'm an adult to be like. This shit is so fucking corrupt and it yeah. feels so out of, it's just so out of hand. And again, which is going back to the same point, it's like we need people really in the system that aren't fucking trying to all be AOC and like actually like infiltrating this damn system. And it's so frustrating. And, you know, I can't say too much shit because I was like 25 when I was like, because I was like, you know, doing, going to marches and doing this and that. And I was like, do I want to do this and really do this? Or do I want to pursue comedy? And selfishly, I was like, I want to do comedy because I do want to be happy because I saw the like how fucked up and deep and how unchangeable things really seem and mm -hmm. how it felt like even if I got into politics, like even the most change I could do would still leave me really fucking sad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I was, you know, like it's really yeah, shitty yeah. how when you think about how fucked up it is, because it's like, you know, my family's from El Salvador and like the shit that's going on in El Salvador right now is like so crazy. And it just every like every topic we talk about, you guys talk about on the show, it just it's like, fuck, man, it, this shit is relentless, relentlessly endless, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. ah, 
it's the end. We're just waiting for, I think, We're waiting to die. That's what we're doing. We're waiting (laughs) to die. Or just like the tone of what we talk about to always be the pressure we're feeling is because the weight of the wealthy is being just put onto us. All of us. They don't do shit. They They just take every day. They're the same people who pay our fucking cut our paychecks. But at the same time, they don't pay shit. Yeah. This whole thing is built upon exploitation of your work and your wealth (sighs) and things like that. And I think right now it's much easier to be like, Fuck, man! I want to make it like Elon, man. Right. Fuck! I want Warren Buffett money. Yeah, that is, you know, ugh. and that's like the, and I think that is the because we're the most propagandized fucking right. beings on earth that we can't even be able to like. Only a few people are like, no, man. It's just these couple of fucking yeah. greedy fucks that were unwilling to tax or because the way the system is. That's what you know. I've, for me, like leaving politics very specifically to like just follow my shit in comedy and just do whatever the fuck I wanted to do it was because I realized yo this system is it can't be changed and it can't be infiltrated like the real substantive change is going to be like when you know American people begin to understand how much we have to work collectively to be in to be like oh shit they figured out how to fucking stop working and put the the brakes on shit do you think the pandemic opened a lot of people's eyes about that yeah for sure yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where we're at now, yeah, like what me that neither. means measurably. Yeah. But you can tell just from like reading like profiles on people who like after the pandemic were like, yo, I'm done doing this other yeah. shit. Like I'm done being a bartender, actually. Like it's too much work. I don't like the energy, but people are pivoting to like, I want to organize right. uh, better outcomes for people who work in bars. Like that's more yeah. fulfilling to me. And I think I think once people get I think for, yeah, the churn of capitalism stops for a second and people are like, yo, what the fuck? matter we do yeah i think the only thing i would correct in what you said is that it's not that it's impossible to change it's that the change that we desire isn't impossible to see in our lifetime but i definitely think that the change will be small but it will be it needs to be constant and needs to be um with as many people uh, that i don't want to say think like us but have maybe progressive ideas that go in there and they do it the best that they can with this fucked up system. Cause you know, hundreds of years of bullshit, you know? And, yeah. and, um, yeah, and I think I, as you see it play out in more places, cause it's not just people like in the inner cities and things talking about gentrification, you're seeing it happen in like Ketchum, Idaho, yeah. where like it's near like where all these celebrities and like rich people buy properties and it's driving up the cost of living for just these normal people in this small town that like, their town is like, yeah, man, we're thinking of letting people pitch tents and park their RVs to live there because we we haven't we don't have any regulation on affordable housing that like even people in these Midwestern places like what the fuck is yeah. this? Like, why are wealthy people allowed to just turn up the rent prices on us out of fucking nowhere? Like, we're the people that serve them and they want us to live in fucking tents. And it's like, yeah, man. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's just the li- the limitation of the human mind. Like, yeah. I can't conceive of a billion dollars. Nobody can conceive of a billion dollars who doesn't, like, have a billion dollars. Like, no. it's... And- the most money I can conceive of is, like, that scene in Blow, where they had all the fucking yeah. cash in, like, legal boxes. And I'm like, yo, that's a lot of money. But that- that's the most I could even fathom for money ever. Think about, like, how you could spend... All, all the money you could possibly like get your mind around in a single year and you would still have hundreds of million dollars yeah, left that's over. Fucking yeah. crazy. When I worked at when I was a bank manager, it was I was like responsible for wiring like millions upon millions of dollars every day. That was one of the things I had to do the first thing in the morning. And it fucking fucked with me, man. I was like, right. I don't understand this. I hate that I have to do this. I'm really like I felt like I don't want to use the term slave because that's the, you know, little oh, overzealous. But yeah. it's like, it just felt, I just felt, I felt so small. Like a surf in I, a medieval kingdom. Oh my God. It was the beginning of me starting to be like, I do not want to do this. This feels so fucking weird. It feels out of touch. It feels unnecessary. Like also, what are these companies really doing? You know, because I mean, the, if you know anything about anything, you know, none of these companies are just fucking clean all the way through it's not possible to to have that much money and not exploit labor and and people and it's just it's so it's just bizarre the money and we and what's fucked up is that money isn't even real it's a concept that was created right and and yet here we are it's controlling everything it's fucked up yeah i mean just think about the 
amount of money that people are making off of moving those wire transfers from one right. thing to yeah. another compared and like not adding value to anyone's life other mm-hmm. than the their clients or whatever yeah. and meanwhile people are who are actually serving people uh and actually serving a purpose in their communities don't make shit yeah. and then are made to pay 160 dollars in taxes for every hundred dollars of wealth growth and that makes them hate taxes which then the billionaires use to their advantage by yeah. being like yeah taxes suck am i right yeah uh, let's let's get rid of all these high taxes that are killing us. Am I right? Elon Musk didn't pay any tax. He paid zero dollars in taxes in 2018. Milkshake these assholes. You know, I also was just, I'm just like, we would respect these people a little bit if they were like, OK, I'm not going to pay taxes, but I'm going to give this city a million fucking dollars. Like when a Tulsa... Billion. Yeah. Tulsa and you know they have their issues but they they put that park together out there it's this free park that's available to everybody and literally it was like the wealthy which I'm assuming it's like the guilty white people you know it's their money and they open this insanely huge but free outside park that is available and you know for anyone to use and it's beautiful and you know the historical implications are there but I was like well that's fucking nice that these millionaires did this because the city needed it and hmm. And uh, again, it's Tulsa, so they have their own bullshit. Yeah, that they have it like, dealt yeah, with anything where they can just sort of wash over their own acts by doing like these little. Yeah, but I, I just like as, and that's not like the best use of money. But I was just like, that was the first time I was like, oh yeah, so millionaires, billionaires can actually do something for cities. They just choose not to. Like it was just that. Yeah. Rem- that's that is how I felt about it when I got to like. In- I mean, I enjoyed it. It was you know got to see it before it opened, and that was cool as a comedian. But it definitely like fucked me up because I was just like, and these people and their money. It's just too much. I'm sorry. We're good. And we're taking a break. Sorry. And we're taking a break. And we're back, and we have time for, let's go one quick story about an escape room. I mean, this is something that I didn't realize existed, horror movie-themed escape rooms. Yeah. You know, I like escape rooms. I like using my mind for puzzles. I'm not really fucking with haunted houses, (laughs) mostly because I'm high when I go out to make things more interesting or palatable (laughs) for me, and I don't want stinky motherfuckers popping out at me and trying to scare the shit out of me. Mm. But I guess this is like a huge, it's a lucrative thing. Like there was a Saw themed, like the Saw movies themed, uh, like mystery escape room experience that did, I guess, really well. And now they're announcing one based on the Blair Witch Project. Uh, Shout out Montgomery Blair High School, uh, where Steve Francis went. But what is this Blair Witch escape room? This is what they say, quote, as guests enter, they will immediately be transported to the lifelike small village of Burkittsville, Maryland. To investigate mysterious happenings and disappearances within the community, investigators will then need to work together to escape multiple rooms that bring the classic film and the curse of the Blair Witch to life. Trekking through the iconic Black Hills Forest will be just one of the memorable, dramatic, and terrifying elements that provides exciting twists and putting guests to the test. I don't know what that means, um, but it just it means white people love love a reason to be spooked because they're not scared in real life. They just walk out of the house all comfortable and happy, and so they go to these. <laughs> escape rooms they're trying to take it up a notch so they're like we gotta do Blair Witch we gotta do Saw we gotta do The Conjuring in order to feel (laughs) something because we don't feel anything when we read the news could you imagine (laughs) could you imagine feeling powerless as existential threats abound around you oh spooky (laughs) do people not get nightmares do you guys not get nightmares I don't I can't I I don't watch scary quote unquote scary movies because like I get actual nightmares it's like the stress dreams and I can't sleep so I don't watch these things do you guys if you watch a movie like this do you get nightmares that's my question I don't watch. I don't. I don't really fuck with horror. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I Jack? don't either. Oh, okay. I don't really fuck with horror that He's much. Two uh, little sweet pies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless more. you think it'd be cool if we did. Oh, I mean, I definitely would have thought you had a huge dick if you did. But... <laughs> That's uh, the number one. I'm sorry, sign. I can't lie. But now I know the facts, so <laughs> <laughs> she knows. <laughs> That's I, why you like white back, women. Like... <laughs> oh shit! Definitely not. But 
<laughs> you guys, I wish you guys could have seen Miles' eyes roll to the back of his head. They almost got stuck. That shit was hell of fun. <laughs> I was like, hell, not, we're not doing this. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it just feels like a weird opportunity because this is a decades old film that I thought no one, like, I know there was like a reboot recently, People but is this loved the thing? it. I know, yeah. but is this though? I feel like th- there might be other films that would get more people interested. It's, it's, I, don't I don't think it's that. I think it's the way that it was shot. It's got it because it's got that reality vibe to it. That, right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no, no horror or scary movie since then has captured. I don't think they've replicated that concept right. the way that we, remember we. I mean, when we saw Blair Witch, we actually thought it was real. We're like, oh my god, this is yeah, real. We're dumb, we were dumb it. children. Yeah, yeah, right. But with that being said, like there was something original and interesting about it you know so i can see why like that concept is cool the i mean i'm also assuming that like this isn't the number one ip like opportunity like i'm sure if they could get a conjuring escape room they would but they it's just blair witch is what's willing to work with them yeah that's Um, true too i do i also just find that funny that the nerdiest sentence this is this IP opportunity. Yeah. What did you just I say? like to talk about IP. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you IP know, opportunity. This is hot <laughs> IP. Our pitch meeting real quick. Marcella. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the these podcast IP. networks are just IP factories, man. Oh as far as I'm gosh. concerned, man. <laughs> hey, you want to do lunch at my office at UTA later, bro? Check me out. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. But yeah, yeah. it's. I, the other thing is, like, I've, man, a conjuring one would be fucked up. It's all like Catholic themed. I feel right. like, see, that's too real. That's, and then some people yeah. like, yeah, no, no, no. They could get, there could be a lot. <laughs> don't bring in my real life. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. Just keep it, keep it freaky. Saw is the one that like makes the most sense of any movie, like horror movie or not horror movie. Like Saw is a movie about people being trapped in an escape room right. that is deadly. So it's like, that makes. Do you think that one was all fucked up? I and mean, like, do you want to play a game? And oh, you're I'm like sure, strapped yeah. to a chair and like water's filling up. Like they, they kind of fuck with you like that. I, don't, like, I would no be very way. nervous to go into <laughs> one of those because like the escape rooms that I've been in are not like expertly put together or <laughs> run. Like, I, like, <laughs> like I'm not I'm not sure. Jack, I would you be... gotta learn how to splurge, baby. You gotta learn how to splurge and make <laughs> yeah. it worth it. Stop yeah. saying those weird motels. Those man. little $20 escape rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's an, an escape room. room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying man. to find the laundromat. Marcella, as always, such a pleasure having you. Is it you. it? Is that it? That's it. Oh my God. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I went by really fast. I know. You guys are enjoying it. Stop company. saying that. We hear that all too often. One of Is the that greats. it? <laughs> exactly. Poor Jack. Oh, brother. Oh, Poor me. Get us out of here. Uh, where can people find you and follow you and maybe <sighs> buy tickets? To At Marcella you? Comedy is my social media handles. Two L's, Marcella Comedy. Um, I'm at Sacramento Punchline June 24th through the 26th. Woo! PunchlineSac.com are the tickets. I'll be at the Bell House in New York City in July 31st, in Brooklyn, July 31st. Two shows, social, everything is social distance. Okay. And that is exciting. And those are my first headlining dates, like weekend oh. dates, I should say. My first headlining weekend dates, and I'm very nervous and excited, and it should be fun. I will be funnier at those shows than I was on this podcast. That's what I'll say. Oh, come on. Oh, you'll be good. you fun. No, I know. I will be funny at the shows than funnier I was on this podcast, because very... this this shit, sometimes I'm like, oh, boy, good. Is there a tweet or some other work of social oh my media God, you've been yes. enjoying? This girl, at Just Kai. 1018. She said, microdosing hell by liking men. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, girl. This is a a lot. Miles, where can people find you and what's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Grey. Also, check out uh, 420 Day Fiance. Go to twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance to see that Tuesdays and Fridays. Let's see. Another, some tweets that I like. Shit. First one is from Rochelle Friedland at Rochelle underscore F says when a person I'm dating calls me their partner, it's because I'm on the board of fucking and sucking LLC. Wow. It's <laughs> like, okay, shout out to you. Yes. And another one, actually just like to tweet from Vanessa Guerrero, past guest at Ness Guerrero. You know, she's working at G4 and she she loves G4 and she just was really happy to share like a thing she produced. And that brought a, a smile to my face to see people doing what they love to do. So shout out to you, Vanessa. That's adorable, mm. Miles. Yeah, it was nice. 
you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. He's never on there. Let's see. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there every day, you know, getting corrected about my early 90s rock knowledge. I like this from uh, Lil's Michelle tweeted, you know your ex is not over you when they literally go to space. That's true. And, <laughs> and then I liked uh, from former guest Yadoye at Yadoye underscore, quote, the book was better than the movie. No, you just have a beautiful and limitless imagination, you fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. It's a horrible Damn. impression of Yadoye, but. I know. You didn't think I nailed it? I was, <laughs> I was doing my best. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore Brian. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes on our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you should go check out. Miles, are you gonna are you gonna do it to him? Are you gonna recommend uh, that song we're listening to? I, we're we're going international. Funny? Of mm. all the things you guys make me do, I would love to bring music onto this show. Okay. Bring I, just wanna, I just want to say that. Overrated, right, underrated shit. I'm like, whatever. Play. Next one, next one, we'll do all music based search history, overrated, underrated. Ooh, but you give us some music. You know see, I mean? yeah. that's what I'm talking about. We always, we'll tailor it to you. We I know, I know you will. That's you know, why I, I, I just thought about it. I just thought it. We killed yeah, a yeah. whole part of the show for you. I know, I love it. You guys <laughs> all for you. It was all for you. It was all for you. You understand how happy that makes me and your fans get annoyed about it. Some of your fans fucking hate me and I fucking love it. You yeah, fucking look, you know, I don't know if they're losers. fans if they hate uh, any of the shit that comes out. I don't know if I'll call well, they, them they're fans, fans of but, yeah. you, but they don't like a guest, which I understand uh, look, that concept because as a women crush sure. Wednesdays person, like I would sometimes get that where I'm just like, I, I book them because I like them. I get that you don't like them, but mm. shut up about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it gets tired. But hey, that's the fucking thing about the internet. It's some that's uh, that's why the fucking social media. Like I barely check it half the time too. I'm not interested in hearing much about anything aside from the terrible world and the news that we have to look at every day. Oh my god. I have a bell that rings every time I get a mention and I eagerly open it up to see what they say. Daddy, daddy. Woo <laughs> <Ooh, Daddy>. boy. <laughs> You're getting flamed, Dad. Dad's daddy. getting yeah. flamed. <laughs> uh but yeah, this is a track from uh, Park Heejin, who is a South oh, Korean, dope. you know, MC artist, and this is a track that is being produced by Clams Casino. If you remember Clams Casino from like a lot of early ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. stuff? Yep. This track is called Y, like the letter Y. Don't you? The letter U. And it's just, I don't even know. Yo, her flow is fucking sick. I don't even speak Korean, but I'm like, I, I feel it. Like you, this is some you not fucking with somebody based on this <laughs> delivery, and I love it. So this is a track. Park Heejin, why don't you? And we'll have that footnotes. Yeah. This is the hardest I've ever been like, yo, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? Yeah, yeah. This is very, very dope. Uh, so go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts. From iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. And we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.